so under SSD, a lot of people have worked very harsh jobs a lot of times, you know, that are really hard on their bodies. But also I notice a lot of people have the notion of hard work as being one of the highest virtues. Now, of course, working hard and, and having, you know, feeling good about yourself, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I notice is when I'm talking to people that are in the process of having their claim evaluated, a lot of people express a lot of embarrassment to me. Mm-hmm. They say, I'm very embarrassed for feeling like I have to do this. And I, and, and, you know, it's, it's, I think also a lot of times it, it's coupled with depression because, and, and they, and, and people will allege depression a lot of times, but people really feel useless when they're not working. And so, you know, that is something I noticed that kind of is just a broader cultural norm that I feel could be adjusted if people on average had a a more accurate picture of what public programs are. And, you know, we've talked, you talked about on a previous DMT episode, how um, welfare queen and, you know, these, these horrible narratives about how people, you know, suckle the system and, you know, how people that shouldn't even have that attitude and are directing it at the wrong people. Uh, you know, it, 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 the downstream effects are when people do need help, they feel ashamed, they feel embarrassed. And I always tell people like, look, a lot of times, you know, you, you will indirectly pay for a lot of these programs yourself. If you've worked even at all, and you know, you pay into these systems. And even if you don't, there is a baseline level of dignity that I think people should feel. And to suffer in poverty is clearly unacceptable. And yet the societal attitudes almost suggest that these people that have these negative attitudes almost you almost get the impression that they would prefer these people to be homeless or to like feel the the wrath of not working hard enough and mm. it's and it's it's gross and it has an impact on people yeah and and there's a lot to unpack there also so part of you it was you talked about the cultural work ethic and how we're taught that our dignity and our self-worth comes from work and so when people yeah. get disabled and can't work they get very depressed about that because the culture tells you you're valuable to the extent that you can work. Yes. And that to me is not a problem with the having of a disability. It's a, it's a societal problem where we don't value people for who those people are. We value them as workers, Absolutely. which, which, which benefits capitalism because it's meant to justify people's exploitation because, you know, you might be paid minimum wage, working a really tough job, making somebody else rich off the excess value of your labor but you're a hard worker, damn it, and that's your identity now. And and there's virtue in that, you know, and these are the ideologies that get spread around in our society. It also shows that above and beyond, I think, the mere societal reinforcement of your value comes from work, there is, I think, a human drive to participate in some kind of communal activity, whether you're, you know, so, you know, irrespective of how shitty your job is, maybe you like some of your coworkers, or maybe you um, like the, even if you, even if you hate what you're doing, you might like the aspect of being on like a team. If you're on, if you're working with a group of other people at whatever job you're doing and, or granted you may, you may hate your coworkers too, but I think just being out there in a community is in and of itself healthy. And that to me suggests if we ever were to have a UBI situation, a real UBI, not one of these, I'm going to replace disability in healthcare with, with UBI. So uh, people with disabilities can spend all their UBI money on healthcare and everyone else can spend it all on luxuries. No, I mean, a, a real UBI, yes, and policy. Um, yep. If we had something like that, people who are not disabled wouldn't merely stop working for that for partly that reason. And I think, you know, even if we do do the good thing, which is to get rid of this 
societal fixing of one's value to one's labor, I think there still is enough impetus uh, sort of in human nature for people to still, you know, maybe they'll volunteer, you know, maybe they'll volunteer and uh, do something that would now be considered charity because they're, uh, they're, if people were to get UBI someday, they they would be freed up to do something like that. Or maybe p- people participate in the arts or maybe particip- people participate in some other communal activity. Maybe people plant trees together or maybe people, you know, just hang out in groups and build actual communities and form social supports with each other in a way that is productive and in a way that is laborious, but is not exploitative. Um, so, so I think I think part of what you're talking about speaks to some of these broader truths, even even outside the realm of the disability office itself. To continue the example of the person that you know works their whole lives and uses that as, as their personal virtue, you could have somebody that they work a hard, laborious job, then they stop working, their body is destroyed, and they feel like they're dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And so, capitalism and some of these jobs are so harsh that they expedite the degradation process of your body that everyone goes through. So sometimes the, the harshness is actually straight up strictly physical, but you know, we could, and obviously we, we've, we've touched on the, the, the psychological, but yeah. So I want to talk about personal experience here. Cause this yeah. is some, some sure. of this disability stigma does certainly affect me because I'm on disability. And, uh, just for the record, I was on disability before you got your job at the disability office. So just, just to clear that up in case anyone's curious if there's any connection, there's actually not. Sure. But, uh, so with disability stigma, oftentimes I'll hear, and oftentimes I'll hear from even doctors, Like, oh, well, let's work on this treatment for you, this treatment for you, this treatment for you, so that you can contribute to society again. And I always get in their face when they say that, like, oh, you mean I can't contribute to society now that I'm disabled? Disabled people are no contribution to society? Is is that that what you're saying? And, uh, you know, it does make them, it does tend to make them embarrassed when I confront them like that. But you can see how pervasive it is that people are taught that people, other people's value comes from their labor or their riches or their actual material wealth. And there is the poem by John Milton who talked about when he went blind and talked about, you know, how can God grant day labor, daylight denied, basically. So he's blind. <laughs> how can he work? How can he, you know, wh- where does his value come from? And he ends the poem by saying, they also serve who only stand and wait, which mm-hmm. is to say that even the mere continuing to press on and, and even the mere taking care of oneself is in and of itself a positive gain for society that sometimes gets lost because it's not exploited labor. You're not working for some other person. You're just trying to get your shit together. But maybe there's a a lesson in that. Maybe there's value in people being uh, an example of somebody who presses on in the face of adversity, including the adversity that can come from their health condition. And maybe that can, you know, teach other people something about society. And maybe that can teach some people something about what care means. Because so much of our society is labor-focused and capital-focused that there is a neglect for the necessity of care. And everybody, you know, from the time they were an infant, or, or certainly when they get very elderly, or any time in between when they either have bad luck or they, you know, may have bad luck in addition to a health problem, people need care. There's nobody in, in existence that can survive throughout their entire life without care. And there is an underemphasis on care, I think partly because it's free, um, or tends to be free. I mean, sometimes it is commodified. 
And also partly I think there's some misogyny in it, right? Because care is traditionally, quote unquote, women's work and unwaged and therefore unwaged labor traditionally. I think a lot of this intersects in a way that promotes a sense of like, you know, are you pulling your weight type of a thing? Or why am I spending my tax dollars to care for somebody when I don't care about anybody is, you know, is what people say and shit like that. Or, oh, there's these, you know, disability cheats or these welfare queens or blah, 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 when actually their tax dollars are not so much going to that. They're going to war and they're yeah. going to, you know, military contracting. Um, and, and so I think there is a an inherent dignity even in being disabled, being an example of how a person can contribute to their society and be productive and maintain meaningful relationships and be an important part of their community while they're not working traditional work. 